In this episode, we talk about being stuck in rumination in general, but also through the lens of being a man based on the asker's wording. This is one of the many, many, many questions that we get from the superfans that not only take the time to listen, but also reach out and make contact with us. We talked about this during an Instagram Live. We thought you might like to hear it, so here you go. My name is Justin Sinceri, Mercedes Corona, and I are licensed marriage and family therapists and your fellow trauma nerds. So question number two, second listener question. I am like super like focused and motivated today, Mercedes. I know. It's slightly frightening. There's some sympathetic charge here. Anchored in my safe and social state, that equals motivation, focus. Yeah. It's it's very it. intense. Feels that way. Is what it is. And I feel it like I'm, the, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. And so I'm like... You are, yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> but I'm excited Mercedes, to be here. I, I got I'm this. I got this. Listen. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. And say, mm-hmm, attentively. <laughs> all right. Question cold. number two. You're allowed to be cool. Question <laughs> number two. Stuck in rumination after having flight activated when in confrontation with a friend and the person put as a man. So they're male and that they are stuck in rumination after. Ha- so rumination is where your thoughts are stuck on a certain thing and like just you can't get off of it. After having, which totally makes sense because they said after having flight activated, so that anxious kind of flight energy. When they were in a confrontation, whatever that looks like, with a friend. So the first thing I want to kind of go into just briefly is the as a man part. We all get, this can happen to any of us. So it's, I think we'll go into that specifically, but just in general, this is not a gender spectrum thing. Like any of us can go on to, can get activated with more anxious energy, more flight energy, more aggressive energy. That can happen to pretty much any of us just based on how our specific nervous system detects safety or danger. And I suppose one nervous system to the next could be more sensitive or whatever. But in general, anybody can get stuck in rumination after having some anxiety or some flight energy triggered. So that's the first thing. Second thing is, I guess like I already said, that this comes from a sympathetic activation. Sympathetic activation, God. But So it might be, I think, flight or fight, the rumination piece of it. And tell me if you disagree, Mercedes, but... I think it's probably more anxiety, more um, of the flight energy, but I can see this being fight as well. Um, but yeah, I can see how the flight, um, the flight energy would be the anxious, like oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, that type of rumination. And then I see how the fight energy could be like, ooh, like he won't stop looking at me. I got you. I'm gonna get you. I'm, you know, I could see how it could go either way. Yeah. Uh, someone left a comment saying story follows state, change the state, change the story. Yeah, that, that's pretty much how it goes. And the story, whatever the story is for this person in particular, the rumination, the energy of the story, let's, let's put it that way. It's a new concept. The energy of the story. We're adding to the polyvagal theory here. I like it. There you go. <laughs> the energy of the story that like it's the, the, the energy of the thoughts, like when you're in an anxious place, like when you're truly like kicked, like kicked on, that energy is kicked on. The, the energy of the thoughts is pretty intense. Like it's it's super like just put like overcharged, right? When you have like that yeah. truly anxious rumination kind of stuff, it's it's very intense and it matches the autonomic state of being revved up, of the motor being turned on. So that, that fight rumination, I think would be more of an aggressive feel to it. It really comes down to like, how does it feel? And ideally someone can like, you know, look at that and, and not at the thoughts, but 
really what's underneath the thoughts, what's the state underneath the thoughts. So it's, if it's that aggressive, that aggressive, like out to get someone sort of mm-hmm. energy and the thoughts are more about like out to get someone. Right. Or it's this person's fault, like assigning blame. Mm-hmm. That's that probably more of a fight rumination, but I can see that, that that's rumination as well. Yeah. And the flight rumination would be more of an avoidant, like someone's out to get me, someone's going to fire me, someone's talking trash about me behind my back. That fearful or that, I don't want to say fearful, that um, anxious, I'll say anxious uh, kind of rumination, I think would be more flight. But we can, we can get stuck in rumination. Our, and one of these mm-hmm. things that I want to go into briefly is our beliefs can keep us stuck there. One of those beliefs might be how a certain gender is supposed to react to scenarios of aggression. This belief keeps us stuck. Yes. And uh, so if, if you believe that as a man, I am supposed to not be in, rumin- in anxious or not have my flight system kicked on, or that I'm supposed to be tougher or whatever it is, or let it and roll be off more dominant or roll, yeah, like whatever this it is, whatever the belief is, that's going to help. That's going to keep you, not help. That's going to keep you stuck because now you're assigning blame. Actually, I wonder if that blame might be, uh, I guess it probably depends on the energy of it, but that blame toward the self, is that an aggression sort of thing? Or would that be more of a shutdown thing where it's reinforcing the shutdown? Yeah. Um, but that's a whole separate thing. Maybe you really have to like, kind of look at the energy of the thoughts. Yeah. So people in shutdown, there's a lot of, yeah, I would say guilt, shame toward the self. But I don't know if it's a aggressive thing or if it's just a reinforcing worthlessness kind of thing. Yeah. When you said aggression towards the self, that threw me a little bit because I don't know. Yeah. Well, the thought of I'm supposed to react a certain way based on my gender, my age, my size, whatever that feels the more sympathetic is. than shut down, I would say. For it does, sure. yeah. 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 I agree. All right. Then that is how it is. Permanently. This is <laughs> Because we've said so. So, um, but you know, those beliefs. Reference. Don't you love the Mandalorian? Oh, I didn't catch it. What did you say? This is the way. Oh, nice. We yeah, should talk about was... the Mandalorian. We don't go into pop culture stuff. I know. It's fun. Maybe we should. So these <laughs> beliefs can keep us uh, stuck. Like, yes. if you can't focus on the state, underlying the um the sympathetic thoughts if you can't if if you're focused on the rumination and how you're stuck in the rumination or that like you shouldn't be doing that you're focused the the belief is now the filter you're going through right so i'm a man so i shouldn't be doing this mm-hmm. if that's where like that's you're focused on the thought and now you're placing judgment on the thought right so it's like you're piling it on top of yourself, like you're piling on the, uh, the I don't know, danger cues, well, I guess we'll say that. Mm-hmm. Rather than saying, cues. yeah, rather than saying maybe, you know, like I'm a human being, these states, these evolved within me, just like anybody else that's a human being and any other mammal. So if you start from there, it's like, well, what I'm feeling might be really normal and therefore... The thoughts in my head, the rumination, the fact that this behavior of rumination, that might be pretty normal too, no matter what my gender is. And that's a whole different playing field. Like it's now all of a sudden it's more about, well, where am I, what am I feeling versus I shouldn't be feeling this or that. There's a lot of validation built into that automatically. If it's, if it's, um, 
I don't want to say biological exactly, but if it's, if this is the way it is, and that's how a person is perceiving it, then there's a lot of like validation already set into that. Whereas the opposite, what this person is saying is there's a lot of invalidation automatically built into it. Well, as a man, I shouldn't this and that, or as a man, I've been taught da, 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 da. And validation is really, really important. Yes. It's like, it's, it's very, um, is normal, I guess, validating. It's very validating. Validation is very validating. Yes. Well, there's, you know, empowerment in that and there's, there's confidence in it. Not confidence. What's the word I'm looking for? Reassurance or yeah, uh, like reassurance. feeling understood. Yeah. Not feeling alone, I think is a big yeah. part of that is like if someone can understand me yeah. or even understand myself. Um, well, and even feeling right. And I don't, I don't know if that's exactly I what I'm you. trying to say, but you know, whereas the should is an automatic assumption that I'm wrong and what I'm doing is wrong. But the validation makes you feel like it's it's right, it's correct. It's this is the way and it is as it should be. <laughs> Going back to you the keep Star dropping Wars, that, huh? I know. Yeah, it's yeah. just so good. It's universal. <laughs> so we need to focus on as you guys discuss validation, maybe validation can ah, I missed it. Maybe uh, validation maybe validation can be helpful with regulation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's yes. part of, I think, co-regulation. And that's, that's an action maybe of co-regulation, a behavior of the person who's in their safe and social state to be able to validate. Mm-hmm. And then that absolutely is a big cue of safety, the being with the person and understanding them on some level. All right. Dealing with rumination is tough, someone says. Dealing with ruminating plus, 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 yeah, is much harder. Dealing with one emotion or feeling at a time is much easier to do. Yes, that comment was I was perfect. Like there's a, there's a layering of, like there's the issue, there's the, well there's the problem of interacting with someone, and then there's our response to it, and then there's the judgment of the response, and that I mean that just gets way out of control. I think. I use a I don't know now it's too late I've already started. I use a I was gonna say I don't know if I should say this. I use an analogy with the kids that I work with that I feel like it's really easy for them to understand. Um, so I tell them like say you have a dog. And the dog, like, goes inside the house, like, poops inside the house. And so you can either, you know, just deal with it. It is what it is. Like, it's poop in the house. Or you can, (laughs) which sucks. You can accept it. Or you can accept it. Or you can look at it and make it an even bigger deal. Like, oh, my gosh, look at this and da-da-da-da. And, like, basically, like, you know, step in it and spread it all over the place. And then it's a bigger problem than it is. And and the analogy is you can either, you know, deal with what you've got going on. Or you can have what you've got going on, which is like the poop. It's the problem, right? And then have the anxiety and all the other stuff on top of it, which makes the it anger, an even bigger yeah. problem. Yeah. It's a good analogy. Thank you. Thank Mercedes' you. goal is to work in poop to every conversation we have. <laughs> what? <laughs> How often do I ever bring up poop? Come it's on. Like con- it's just constant. Just not. This is not even. It's just incessant. This is not uh, true. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now I'm worried that there's people out there that are like, man, Mercedes is like just so immature. <laughs> well, if they haven't figured it out by now. I just, uh... <laughs> That's true. But I don't stoop to the level of poop jokes. Come on. <laughs> okay. Poop analogies. All right. So we ha- what we have to do is to focus on the sensation that's underlying <laughs> analogies. That's funny. That was funny. <laughs> We have to focus on. That took you a minute. Takes me a second to process. We need to focus on the sensation um, underlying the rumination and really kind of like let it do its thing. So, just for myself, when I'm activated, and this is not, I don't, it's, it's not easy whatsoever, right? 
But when I'm activated, I notice my thoughts. And at this point, I kind of let them be. Like, I know if I'm more sympathetically charged, I can recognize, oh, that's more of an aggressive thought. No judgment. I'll let it be. And I know as time goes on, I'll work my way up. And eventually, my thoughts are going to be significantly different about the exact same situation. So I don't act on my thoughts, you know, whatever they are. I don't necessarily tell the person off or run away screaming from whatever situation is or all that's the behavior, I guess. But point is, I notice my thoughts, right? And I really kind of like watch them just evolve or change as, you know, time goes on throughout that day. And it's a significant like shift. And then, you know, by the time I'm in my safe and social state, my thinking is like way, way different. And I'm like, wow, I'm really glad I didn't act on my thoughts. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's, it's, it's really coming at it with some patience and knowing that this will get resolved. I will, I will be in my safe and social state, whether I actively do that or I just allow time to go, you know, go by. And it's a small thing that I can deal with. It's just, it'll go by by the end of the day or by the time I pick up my kids or whatever it is, or if I'm actively like meditating on it or doing something to release my energy, you know? But point is, patience is a big deal. It's a really big part of that. And trusting, I think trust yes. is another big piece of that, that I, I'll be okay, that I will get to my safe and social state. And also trusting that by the time I get there, my thoughts are going to be way, way, way different. And then also, um, I wrote the word acceptance, and I don't know why. So forget that part. Acceptance of your state? Or yeah, that's what I meant. Of, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yep, that's exactly what it was. I feel useful now. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't know. Well, well, let's roll with that. Let's roll with that. Let's go with there. Yeah. I'm accepting... Uh, yeah, let's do that. There you go. I'm accepting my state in that uh, it's okay to feel that way, no matter what it is. Like, it's okay. It's it's normal. And kind of like that self-validation, uh, self-normalization, and letting yourself know, like, it's okay to feel this way. And, and anybody else might, or anybody else would in the same situation. But it, there's some level of acceptance and curiosity and patience. Um, and like, seriously, by the time you get your way to the top, it's so much different than it was, you know, five seconds after whatever it was, the, the moment, you know. But it's like you said, there's a lot of, there has to be a trust in that. Like, there's a lot of faith in in just letting it be, you know. You have to, yeah. I was thinking yeah, of faith totally. is the word that I wanted to use. You have to really believe that you'll get there and... Sometimes that in and of itself can be really difficult. All, all of these things can be difficult. And it is just about kind of sitting with it. The patience, I mean, the patience and the curiosity and acceptance. You just have to sit with it because it, each of those is a difficult thing to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it will come. There's just a lot of a lot of trust and a lot of faith. There really is, yeah. There really is. And it's it's like you want to act on the thoughts which come from the state. So like you want to act on these emotions, these thoughts. But um, I don't know if that works out the best. You know, Well, and meanwhile, say you're in a sympathetic state, that can be difficult to endure. And, you know, you hear Justin's voice in your head saying, you know, just stick with it and just feel it and acceptance. But that can be a scary thing in and of itself because you're in a sympathetic totally. state for a reason. There's some danger cues in the environment. And so just enduring that, yeah. That's just some validation. Totally. So if you can't do all that, and that's not easy. It takes it takes a lot of work to get there, in my opinion. Like you have to have a really uh, pretty heavy anchor in your safe and social state to be able for to sure. like sit with your stuff and be curious and be patient and have faith. I like that word a lot for this. But if you can't, what I would encourage people to do, what I do with my clients a lot, 
is I encourage them to tap into a memory or even make one up. I don't even care. But like something peaceful, connected, fun, happy. Um, and usually it's a memory. Like, has there ever been a time where you did feel, and I'm not saying like in, maybe in the moment this could be helpful, but even outside the moment, even when things are good, like just tap into these memories of connection to help build the strength of the bagel break, which is the safe and social social the social engagement system. And if you can do that more and more and more, it'll keep the other sympathetic flight fight behavior uh, feelings or state. It'll keep that a little bit more in check, basically. It's, it's the window or the distress tolerance idea. Mm-hmm. So I encourage like my clients like or in session, let's tap into one of those memories. And like, what does it feel like? Like really in that as you sit in the chair, as you sit in the chair, um, like let it come back, like not just cognitively remember, but allow yourself to feel it and what sensations come along with that in the body. But also what smells do you remember from these positive memories? what feelings, um, what, you know, like that kind of stuff. So if you do that more and more and more, I think it'll straight, it'll help and really like kind of sit with it. It'll help to build your, your bagel breakup. And so when these things do happen that are more sympathetically charged, like, or having like an argument with a friend or whatever it is, it won't be as intense if you can not just deal with the negative stuff, like what we call negative stuff, when it happens, like those crisis moments, we don't want to wait for those to happen. We want to like actively build the strength of the bagel break in our distress tolerance before those things happen. Um, just like if you were to go, you know, uh, which we all do, go play in the Major League Baseball and you get up to bat. Hopefully you've had some practice before you got there. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to right. start hitting 100, mile, 100 exactly. mile an hour pitches with no practice. I mean, not everyone can do that like I can. So Right, 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 right. So yeah, I think it's I think it's extremely important to really t- uh, tap into those things. There was a I had a session where I was encouraging the young person to do so, and he was able to tap into uh, the pride of his father, oh. and like how that felt. And when he's oh, successful yeah. in the future, he was able to create a situation when when he's successful, and we, and we painted a picture not literally, but we he imagined what that would be, what that would involve. And how happy his dad would be and his dad hugging him and saying he loved him. And so he was able to hold on to that feeling. And there was some situation he was really stressed out about. And I'm keeping this as loose as I possibly can. We could have either focused on the situation and the issue and how to deal with it and how to like, which is all fine, but it's all crisis management kind of stuff. But rather than doing that, we did a little bit of that. But rather than doing that, I said, hey, tell me about this thing, right? And I said, but can you feel it? Like, can you imagine it? Can you feel your dad's hug? And, you know, and he's like, yeah, I can. He, you know, tears started coming up and he really felt it. And then I said, the situation we were talking about before, does that matter? And he goes, no. Like when you feel that stuff, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. And I'm like, do you see how that works? And he goes, yeah, I get it. So the more you do that kind of stuff, the other stuff, a lot of it just doesn't, like these, the petty, like back and forth stuff or these arguments or people talking about you, it just doesn't matter when you, when you tap into that connection and love and whatnot yeah hey thank you so much for listening there's a lot more where this came from on my new podcast it's called polyvagal patrons this podcast is only available to five dollar subscribers on patreon it shows up in your favorite podcast app right alongside the polyvagal podcast and whatever else you're subscribed to patreon also gives some opportunities for community engagement with other patrons and potentially some patreon exclusive live streams or q and a's Click the link in the description to become a patron. Bye.